Welcome to Podheim, Jirok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business. Hey, everybody. Today is March 16th, 2022. I'm your host, Jirok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Thorin, a.k.a. Metarun. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Been a little while. And Jarl Tolkis. Hey there. Nice to meet you. You ever trying? Oh, God, that's terrible grammar. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you ever like, try and uh, try reading? You ever try to enjoy to you read? Try to, <laughs> to read? Okay, there we go. I was, I was writing while we were talking about it, and that's what happens. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw it there, and I didn't write it, so I just thought, I'll, I'll give it a read and see if it works. And right away, I failed. <laughs> Over 30% of all adults cannot read or write properly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. You ever try to read the lore on a runestone when a boar sneaks up on you and gives you the business? Well, that's what we're going to do today. So before we get into our interview today, we have a special guest interview coming up on the show here. I want to talk about a little Valheim news. And uh, did you guys see they released... Um, an image or, or actually a whole video of building a new bow that's going to come out with the mislens. Yeah. The bone bow. Yeah. The bone bow it was interesting. Uh, in my thumbnail that I used, I, I made the bow look a lot more glowy than it is just so mm-hmm. it would stand out in the picture, in the thumbnail. But uh, if you look really close on the video that they show, it uh, it does seem to have a little bit of a glow to it, almost kind of like the glow is sort of spinning around the handle. Did it look like that way to you? Yeah, I noticed that as well. Um, interesting that it's the same color as the Draugr Fang. Uh, I would have hoped for a different color with the glow, but cool nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I just guess it's just they have to, this color scheme they have to use. I don't know. Yeah, so it makes me wonder if there's going to be silver involved in that too, because I remember... One of the uh, interviews we did with um, Grimcore, he said that uh, the glowy weapons were that way because of the silver. So they kind of used silver as, um, you know, you know, a different weapon from the other weapons. You know, the weapons that don't glow, the weapons that do glow, sort of have that silver as a component, as because it was considered magical in the realm of Valheim. Yep. Except for the porcupine. Well, it emanates light. I don't know if it's really glowy, but uh, it's got the same coloring, even though it's iron-based. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, it makes me wonder what happened to the poor silver sword. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I guess people did not like it. I think our guest has arrived. Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Hello, Lee. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry about the confusion over the the time. Oh, that's that's just the world being stupid. Well, it's stupid like that, isn't it? I know it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I'll introduce. Uh, we'll introduce ourselves to you real quickly before we get into the interview. I'm Jirok, and I live in California here in the United States. And yes, we do do the silly time change thing. I guess before the rest of the world. So sorry about that. <laughs> Although I heard that the U.S. just uh, voted to finally banish it or keep it on all the time i don't know that's what i heard this morning that's that's just going to confuse me even more <laughs> <laughs> i know some of the world does it and some of the world doesn't 
And then, so I have uh, two of my admins, my server admins here with me today. Thorne, would you like to introduce yourself? Let them know where you're from? Yeah, sure. Uh, I am Thorin on Jirox servers. Uh, I'm also a YouTuber under the name Metarune. Uh, I am in BC, Canada, uh, so basically straight north from from Jirox. Um, yeah, good to meet you. Happy to have you. Hey, yo, and yeah, my name is Tolkas. I'm also one of the admins, and I am from Germany. Well, it's good to meet you. Thank you. Thank, it's, uh, thanks very much for uh, inviting me. Oh yeah, you were you came highly recommended uh, by Robin, so we thought, oh, how wonderful! And we love the lore in Valheim. It's one of the things that makes the game so much more immersive. And um, a couple of us here really enjoy doing some of our own uh, creative writing. So we were super excited to hear that uh, you would be up for an interview today. Oh, thank you. Thanks very much. Yeah, no, it's 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 um. It's it's great to get to talk about it. To be honest, uh, I think probably you know I've been um, with the pandemic and everything. We just kind of just kind of stuck here, really, uh, and uh, not <laughs> interacting much with anybody. So um, uh, it's really nice to just find out what people think of it, and uh, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, I can feel yeah you you came up with all this uh, now. You and not talking about it is a bit uh, can be a bit annoying. Yeah, I, I, I just Google. I sometimes, I will admit, I obsessively sometimes Google to see if anybody's <laughs> mentioned anything about the law. <laughs> but, uh, but it's really nice. It's been nice to see that the, the, the feedback has generally been, you know, really positive. And, I mean, the game itself obvi- obviously surpassed uh, everybody's expectations, really. So it was, uh, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I, I love the, the lore so much that, you know, if, if we had time, I would love to nitpick your brain about each and every piece of it, like what, what, what were the thoughts behind it and, and everything, but you know, a little mystery is good, you know, let the imagination wander. That's right. Yeah. And I think, um, I I think I probably intentionally, um, tried to kind of leave some of those blanks in the law for that reason to, to, uh, yeah, not to, not to spell everything out. I've got, I've got sort of, you know, reams of scribbled notes, uh, about things that never made it in. Um, because I tried to, I tried to kind of pare it down. I guess I didn't, I, I didn't, I never thought it, it suited Valheim to be a very wordy game. Because you know, um, it, the the mood is quite kind of sparse and 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 uh, sort of romantic. And I, I just felt, you know, if you 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 wouldn't be doing it as any services by having you know like big chunks of text in there. So I, I guess I, I tried to make it quite sort of um, quite minimalist the the text. Well, yeah, video gamers definitely don't want to have to stop and read too much, but when it's it's nice and pithy and and to the point with you know a very uh, fun, clever wordplay, uh, it really adds a lot of immersion to the experience. But let me introduce you to the audience, and then uh, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself. So today we have Lee Williams, and he's uh, one of the writers for Valheim. And Lee, could you? Uh, maybe tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got connected with Iron Gate, and also what your con- contribution is to Valheim. Uh, yeah, sure. So I'm I'm Lee Williams. Uh, I'm a, a writer from the uh, UK, and uh, my my sort of my contribution to Valheim really was I I uh, in, along with um, Richard came up with the basic story for the world, and then uh, I wrote all the the law text. So, I mean, there's not a huge amount in the game, but, uh, the, the dreams, the rune stones, uh, 
the item descriptions, uh, you know, the, any sort of incidental text in the game. Um, and I've been writing for video games for quite a few years now, uh, lots of different things. Um, I knew Richard from quite a few years back uh, from some forums, from de- developer forums, and uh, when he was making a game called Torocco, uh, which was um, a sort of, like I said, a proto Valheim, I guess. Uh, it was a world. It was a game that was going to be set in space on a sort of John Carter esque world. Uh, I still love to see him do it one day, but I think uh, I think, it, as I say, it was it was more like a dry run for Valheim. Um, and anyway, we, we I, I sort of reached out to him and said, "Would you like any writing for that?" Um, and we worked together on that for a while, and then eventually he uh, he, he went um, off to make Valheim. Um, he he, he uh, and he he asked me to come on and do some of the writing for it. So. That was just sort of that was how I fell into writing for um for Valheim really. Yeah, and so did Richard come and and pitch ideas to you, or did he have a lot of his own lore like already established that he had in mind, or or what was that process like developing the world with him? Uh, yeah, I think um, <clears throat> we did a lot of it because, as I said, we'd known each other for quite a while already. Uh, and so a lot of it was just sort of through through conversations. He already had, um, I mean, he's very good about having a really clear vision. So he knew what he wanted uh, the game to be, and uh, it was it was just a case. In, 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 we, we we talked a lot to begin with about how what the setup for the world was going to be. He already knew, we, you know, we want this this open world uh, that players can can explore. Um, and so we, we came up with the backstory then that it would be the tenth world uh, and, and 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 a neat way of making the the story fit the mechanics if you like. Um, and he already had kind of he already had the game mapped out in his head in terms of what the bosses would be, what the biomes would be, uh, and so on. So then it was a case of me kind of providing adding adding the law to that. So that 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 was all sort of already in place, and then I just had to come up with them um, with with the, with the reason why it was there, so to speak. Uh, one question would be: uh, Who are the the characters? Ulf, Harold, the Frida, and uh, Bjarni. Like, uh, what's their origin story? Where where do they come from? Uh, okay. Um, well, uh, Ulf is um, is is me essentially. That's my that's my character uh, in the game. Hmm. Um, and uh, when I was first uh, writing before it was released, and I would play the game, I would play the early builds, uh, and uh Ulf was the name i gave to my character and essentially uh, when when Ulf grumbles about things you know like he's built a home in the swamp but it keeps collapsing and he and he's attacking he's getting attacked by things all the time that's basically just my experiences in the game because i'm not very good at it or i wasn't very good at it uh so i would die a lot and get grumpy and think oh i've got to build a house somewhere else now because this one has been has been wrecked so um so the elf is just like a is is just sort of uh me almost telling the story of what i did in the game and i guess i used to also because to begin with when i was having to describe uh things bosses and so on i i would use the cheats to spawn them quite often and i was always like doing stupid things like spawning them next to my house um and i would have you know like like uh three elders but wrecking my house in a huge fight. And so I was like, oh, I've got to go. I've got to, I spent ages building that. Why did I, what was I thinking of? Why did I do that? And I've got to move on somewhere else. So Ulf and his grumpiness is kind of me. Um, the, the other characters, uh, I, I, I don't want to say too much because there's, there's, um, there's still things I would like 
to to do with those characters and with their kind of story arcs um but the idea obviously is that there there are other vikings like the player who've who found themselves transported to valheim at different times um and hopefully the idea is i mean it's i'm very pleased that you noticed actually that there are some characters who recur uh because the idea is that that some of them will have kind of um yeah small sort of incidental story arcs that you that you'll sort of follow along with as you go through the 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 biomes um the inspiration for them i guess is i mean i i read a lot of um history and folklore and so i I think the inspiration for valheim was from the kind of um from the sagas the the norse and icelandic sagas and the edda and they're sort of loosely based some of them on on characters from those from those stories Mm -hmm. so the do you draw inspiration from uh, Norse mythology for the rune stones? Are there are there any other sources you draw at, uh, inspiration from? For example, like when reading through some of the lore, I it reminds me like sometimes of a bit of Lord of the Rings, the, Sil- the Silmarillion to be more precise, where for example about uh, the the Draugr lore, where it's a, a nation that's uh, got destroyed by the gods and it, uh, it reminded me of the Numenorians from the world famous uh, Silmarillion where, who also they worshipped the wrong gods and then the gods came over and destroyed the whole kingdom where what what were you what can you say about that yeah I mean I am a, I'm a big Tolkien fan uh, as well and it's been it's been a few years since I read the Silmarillion actually but certainly I think it's kind of in my in my makeup as a writer that I will, I will, I will draw on things from, from, you know, uh, writers that I've, I've really loved over the years. Uh, and as I said, I'm a big fan of Tolkien. And I think also, I, I guess some of that also is, I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of Tolkien's influence as well. He, he, he drew heavily, um, on the sagas as well as on works like Abinogion and, and, and things like that. So I think probably, um, I, I look a bit to the same sources, uh, as he did, but I'm sure I, I, I also probably have a lot, you know, drawn a lot of things from, from, uh, from Tolkien as well. I so, didn't think specifically of the Numenorians, uh, in that I'd, I'd forgotten that about the, the Numenorians. That's a very interesting co- comparison though with the, with the, uh, Draugr. Yeah. I just, uh, I just really, I saw the parallel there and actually the, the, I have a little role playing clan on the Girox server and we recently renamed renamed ourselves into the Valar and it's just all the Lord of the Rings fans gathered there and the lore is like ba- a bit based around the drawer and it's just really ex- exciting. Oh, that's really cool. So uh, Lee, when, when coming up with the mythologies and, and the writings that you include in Valheim, whether it be the, the dreams or the rune stones uh, or maybe even the, the intro text, did Richard have any guidelines about how you guys would um, how far you would deviate from Norse mythology or how closely you would try to follow Norse mythology, or was it okay to pull a little bit from that and then a little bit just from your imaginations? Um, yeah, I can't, I'm trying to think if we did discuss that particularly, I think, um, I think we did, we did, we never kind of laid out, you know, specifically you know, how close we were going to, we were going to stick to the mythology and how much we would, we would deviate from it. I think we sort of did that, you know, um, step by step, you know, with, with each piece of law in general, I, th- I think, I think we probably ended up, <laughs> I would say maybe sticking a bit 
more closely to the mythology than uh, than I'd I'd thought we would when when we started. I think, as I remember it, um, I can't speak for Richard, but as I remember it, I think he was he was kind of more or less he was prepared to kind of play quite fast and loose with the with the mythology uh, and and do our own thing. But we seem to. I think once we once we hit on the idea of having Valheim as a tenth world, uh, suddenly it fitted because it, I know. But to start with, we thought of well, you know, Valheim could be anywhere. We it could only be it only needs to be loosely tied to Norse mythology. Maybe actually, it's just a like Norse influenced fantasy world. I, I think we we had all these sort of ideas, so we were considering, you know, just just maybe it was just slightly influenced. But then when when we hit on the idea of having Valheim, you know, as as the tenth world connected to the other world, suddenly it began to like things began to drop into place, and we we saw a way to actually have it connected quite closely with with North mythology. Obviously, the big change being that we've we've added a whole new world of our own onto it. Yeah, I think I think from then on it was it we, we we've stuck a bit more closely than I'd realised we would. Obviously, some of it, some of it, like you know the bosses and so on, we've used a lot of our own imagination for them. Yeah, I was thinking that once, once uh, the tenth world, like the when I first you know learned about Valheim and learned that it was the tenth realm, I saw, I could see the similarities, you know, some of the relation to Norse mythology, but because it's its own world, it's a sort of its own fantasy world. You could pretty much introduce anything that you wanted, and it seems like we do have some of that in the game, both from the mythology, but then also the creatures in the game, and I was wondering. Did any of the creatures that exist in the game now were the, any of those influenced by the world building and the lore that you worked with with Richard? Um, yeah, I think that, that what were the, the, some of the earliest ones in there were the. I seem to remember the in very early builds. I seem to remember being killed a lot by uh, Sertlings and Grey Dwarves. I think they were about the first two ones that that came in, and I think I wrote the lore for them very early on, uh, and so I think that that probably did affect some of the sort of uh, direction for, for those enemies in particular. Um, some of them, yeah, I, I think those ones in particular, the Grey Dwarfs and the Sertlings probably went that way. The sort of lore came first and then, and then they were developed. A lot of them though, I just came in and, and kind of um, wrote the lore for them once they were already in place. Some of them like, uh, like the Foolings and, and some of the other uh, creatures in there. But generally it's been, it's been, um, it's been a nice sort of collaborative process, really. You know, it's I, I really like that on writing things to be able to feed off what the artists and the designers are doing. Um, it, re- it really suits me. And Thorin, you, you have a question, don't you? Uh, yeah, I've got lots. <laughs> hey, let, let's maybe, get into some of it. <laughs> maybe first one. Uh, I'm just curious what other... It's you, Well, you said you've been doing this for a while. Just curious what other games you either are writing content for currently or have in the past that we'd maybe recognize? Um, I, I've, I've written some uh, interactive fiction for Choice of Games. I worked for, I've worked sort of freelance for lots of, lots of places for um, Ubisoft or Trackmania Turbo. Uh, I, I, I wrote uh, Fistful of Gun for Devolver Digital. Um, working on a bit for, on uh, PC building simulator and a couple of other things, which unfortunately I can't, <laughs> I'd love to talk about at the moment, but I can't talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, uh, and um, 
I was involved. I would love in to know what the lore is like in PC building simulator. <laughs> Actually, it, it's 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 quite fun because it's just that's uh, it's it's it sounds like it's uh, it, it wouldn't be the most interesting game to work on but as you know as a writer i mean but uh, it's actually great because all i what i do for that mostly is write like ridiculous quirky emails from people who want their computers fixed so it's like a <laughs> yeah. really nice writing exercise and they can because there's no there's no art involved or anything they can be like as silly and ridiculous as i want so it's quite a fun <laughs> it's actually quite a fun one um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so I've done, I've done lots of like, lots of little bits, uh, over the, I, I was involved with, um, uh, Return of the Obra Dinn as well. Um, do, uh, language work on that. Um, so yeah, bits, all sorts of bits and pieces, really, uh, nothing huge. <laughs> I don't think Valheim was the first thing that I've been associated with that was, uh, was like a real breakout hit. So that yeah, was, that's been really nice. Cool. Yeah. Congrats. Do you, do you lean towards any one genre or do you like writing for anything and everything? Uh, anything and everything. I think I, 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 I love variety. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm happy to, I, I do like, um, I like the kind of, the kind of epic, um, I like to write in different voices. So for Valheim, it's been really nice to, to, as I said, to take inspiration from sort of folklore and fantasy and, and, and try and write some really, you know, epic, Laura, I do enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got another one actually uh, about a specific rune stone I wanted to ask you about, uh, and in terms of how it relates to the different biomes. So one one of the rune stones reads: uh, Seven were the creatures banished to this world by mighty Odin in the first days of his kingship. Seven gods and monsters too proud to bear his yoke. So I assume that's referring to the different bosses that we encounter. Uh, but we already have eight confirmed biomes uh, and nine if you include the ocean. So I'm just wondering what the significance is there, if that if some of the lore is going to get updated over time as more content gets added to the game. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, po- it's possible that some of the people who wrote those runestones uh, were mistaken. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> uh, it's a, as you said, it might. Uh, <clears throat> I can't say too much, but it, it might be. I might need to... Uh, sort of retroactively update one or two, one or two things but yes that that runestone is 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 referring to the the bosses and we've always had a plan um of uh rich has had a plan of exactly what and where the bosses will be but it's still the the the, the kind of the the final stages of the game i guess are still subject to change a little bit so mm-hmm. um so yeah some of that that some of that law might just be tweaked <laughs> very slightly uh before before we finish yeah fair enough and i i assume there's probably nothing you can share but i'm just curious if there is anything that you could share any like fun lore ideas or anything that you have in mind for the mistlands or the ashlands or deep north um whether I, it's I, speculative I, or not but I'd, I'd love i'd love to be able to share lots of things uh the Mist, mistlands is going to be very exciting uh i think i watched your uh interview with robin earlier and uh i know he said uh he said the same thing but it, uh, the mistlands is going to be really exciting um and past the mistlands as i say i don't think in law terms at least nothing is, is set in stone yet uh i think i can probably say that um what can I say? I'm trying to think what I'll get into trouble for saying. And what, <laughs> we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> no, <laughs> I could probably say that, that, that the, there is going to be, there's going to be a lot more uh, answers in terms of the law, um, you know, very, very soon. And 
you might see more um from you might see more from the gods uh in the near future i think i can probably that's a that's <clears throat> that's a, as far as i should go <laughs> okay. so, so I, I can you yeah, go ahead that's a teaser <laughs> so uh tolkas mentioned earlier that the really enjoying the uh, Draugr lore. And it's one of the rune stones that we have a little bit more lo- lore on. One of the others that we have a lot of lore, a, lo- a longer lore on is also uh, the Sertlings uh, as they're, because ref- it's referring to the demon uh, Surtur. And it says long ago, the great demon Surtur was brought down and destroyed by the first men, giant warriors of whom you are, but a dwindling echo. So I'm wondering, is that, when it says giant warriors that we are but a dwindling echo, is that referring to um, to men or giants or some or some other um, type of a of a human being uh, like us, or were they just the same as us but maybe just better uh, Vikings than us? Uh, that's uh, yeah. There's I've, funnily enough, I've got some um, <clears throat> some of that will be explained in a bit more detail later on but oh. essentially that's yeah that's 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 referring that is referring to to men so that is like previous generations of uh of men of of vikings that are that are being referred to really in that runestone but there's 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 a little bit more um to come on that on some of the backstory in fact yeah that- so it's a figure that was, of speech. I think that was one of the first i think that was possibly even the first runestone that i wrote for the game i think because uh I, I remember as i say in the very early builds there were just certlings and grey dwarves in there so those were some of the first ones that i wrote uh, i wrote any backstory for yeah i really enjoyed the uh the backstory for Surtur being you know a, a demon a great demon and then you know the certlings are just you know, he was shattered and, and they're just little pieces of him that that's fun. And then, you know, as you, it says here, giant warriors of whom we are just a dwindling echo giant, not meant necessarily to be taken literally, but giant in, in stature and renown and, and, yeah. and accomplishment. Yeah. That's more what I, I, I had in mind. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For that one. But, uh, but they, 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 they were fun to write, particularly the circlings and the, and the gray dwarves, the enemy, uh, descriptions maybe that's a a bit of a teaser for what could come in the ashlands maybe Surtur will be reborn who knows <laughs> oh yeah I can't, I can't possibly i can't possibly comment on, on it oh i know i'm not asking <laughs> you I'm just, just speculating. But yeah yeah, it's certainly, yeah. Certainly speculating certainly we're speculating yeah yeah you have to be careful we love to speculate and don't to not reveal anything Oh yeah, it's it's fun on our part to speculate because uh, that that's one of the fun things about the lore in general is that you know there's only so much information there, and then it lets our imaginations run wild with the possibilities or the things that it implies. Oh, that's great. That's that's really that's really satisfying for me to hear that because I think that's you know that's what I was I was hoping for with the lore really that as I said earlier it would have that sort of. Uh, it'd have that sort of blank space. And I think that's, that's what I like a lot about some of the sort of um, uh, the, the, the stories and the folklore that inspired me is that there is that, you know, I wanted to try and like copy or fake, I guess, fake that same feeling of a, like a, of a full world that uh, doesn't try to explain itself to you in every detail, but you get just enough that, you know, you, you feel the presence of more going on 
behind it, if you like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, how... Just, oh, sorry. No, sorry. No, carry on, do. I was just going to say, I love how open-ended you've left it, and it's very descriptive without using too many names. Like, that's the problem with a lot of world building that I think a lot of other games have, where it's talking about, like, oh, this guy of Galdebrand of blah, 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 and you're you're trying to manage all of these different names in your head, and I think you've done a great job of building the world and giving a um, an environment without having uh, having it to be mentally taxing to try and remember everything that's going on if that makes oh, sense thank you well, no, i really appreciate that and i think it'd be, i think i i feel the same in in a lot of games i am um, you know if if there's if, if there's lots of names <laughs> lots of names of places and people i just kind of my eyes glaze over a little mm-hmm. bit because, uh, if unless you're really unless you're already invested in those characters just hearing that you know this this person uh fought with this person and then they were there and they made an alliance with these people um, and if you don't have a, a lot of good context around that, it can be kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I must admit myself, and this is probably this is probably a terrible thing for a, a games writer to say, but I, I, I hate reading in games. <laughs> I, really, I don't, I don't enjoy it. If I, you know, when dialogue comes up, usually, and I'm not. This is not, you know, it can be excellent dialogue, but I'll be sort of skip, 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 skip. Come on, yep. I, you know, I, I just, want, I want to hit something again. I really. <laughs> For me, yeah. you know, I, I, I always feel like I, I, you know, I, I read a lot, but I read elsewhere. You know, I read books and things for pleasure at other times. But when I play a game, it's usually I just want action. Um, and uh, unless it's a specifically a reading game, like a bit of interactive fiction or something. But usually in a in a, in a game, I don't. You know, if I, I sigh when I see a book and I go, oh, it's a book of law, and I feel like I should be reading it. But I really don't want to now because I'm enjoying fighting things or you know running around. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I and I guess I wanted in Valheim. I wanted to kind of. Um, I didn't want to force any reading on anybody, and I, I always like to do that with games if I can. Is to that I think. I think you need to be really anything that you're going to make players read needs to be really sort of pithy. Um, and and quick, so you don't take up too much of of their time. You don't. I, the last thing I want to do is sort of is exasperate players. You know, I don't like to think that players will be will be thinking, "Oh my god, not this again, not more text again." So, um, you know, for example, in Valheim, I think the only things that you have to read, or you, you don't have to read them, but the only things that that come up on the screen um, without your choice are the dreams. But then it seemed for them, I, I think I suggested them to Richard to begin with, because it just seemed like a, there was a pause there anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, to start with, it was just like a row of Zs and a, and a kind of eight second or whatever it is, um, pause between days. So it seemed to me, Oh, you could, you know, I could probably squeeze a little line of something in there just to give it a little bit of flavor. Um, and that won't bother players too much because they've got that pause anyway. Um, so I think that's the only thing you have to see in Valheim and everything else, of course, is just like on the rune. You can read a runestone or not if you want to. Um, and that's sort of important to me, really, because I don't, um, you don't, you know, the runestones don't really, I know one or two of them give you slight tips about what to do with things like the boars. But in generally, in general, they don't, you know, there's no reason that you have to read the runestones. Um, and, uh, you know, I much prefer it that way. I think mm-hmm. that if players who are interested in the law can dive into the law, but you know, you could quite happily play Valheim uh, and um, not read any, not read any of them, you know? 
And I just want to take a quick break from the show to share with you one of my sponsors, The Grimfrost, an amazing company that sells really, really cool Viking products. They have over a thousand different modern and historical Viking products. If you're interested, you should check them out. I have a link in the description, or you can go to my website, jirokthevikingcom slash Grimfrost. Now back to the show. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So it seems like some of the lore stones are giving information that you know is is valuable to the player, especially a, a, a really new player to the game. And then other rune stones, they're they're just there f- to to add flavor to the story and and the mythology, and, or a bit of fun here and there. Was was that a discussion with Richard that we should have some rune stones? in there that that do give the players a little bit of instruction for the newer players uh yes there were there were a couple of times when i spoke to richard and, and and henrik and they more or less said um uh the the only one that comes to mind now is the balls but i know there were i know there were one or two others but they said you know c- can you can we put in come in a little hint uh about about the balls and that they can be tamed you know for example and what you might want to do to tame them um so the boar rune stone is a good example and a couple of others as well, I think. Uh, but they did. Yeah, they did a, a couple of times request, you know, can we maybe hint towards this on a rune stone? Um, and a couple of times also, I think I've adjusted some rune stones from the start because there were one or two that I wrote that seemed as if they were instructions and they and they weren't. <laughs> and I, oh. <laughs> I messed up and hadn't realized that, that some players were. Um, I mean, I know there, there was there was one and I, I think I changed it to make it a little bit to make the, the the meaning a bit clearer but the one where it it talks about uh, um i can't remember what how i phrase it now a star fall, becoming unfastened from the sky and it's really it's talking about the black metal um mm. but uh there were a lot of players who stood by that runestone oh. <laughs> apparently waiting to see if something was going to fall from the sky at that point <laughs> Oh, no. I feel awful. I thought, oh, no, 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 that's not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want anybody to be wasting, you know, ages stood by stood by it in case something falls out of the sky. So we we altered that, and there were a couple of others. I I can't remember what they were now, but I I'd said some things, something to do with the deer. I think I said something about the deer that made people think there was a, a special hidden feature um, with the deer, <laughs> and that real estate was taken out taken out again quite early because I'd I'd, uh, I'd given the wrong impression. So I'm quite careful now to do that because, um, especially where there is such a big and and really engaged community uh, around Valheim, people, you know, I've learned that people will look at these things and kind of read meaning into them sometimes. So I, I just need to be a little bit careful. <laughs> well, so I'm looking at that one that you mentioned about the star come unfastened. And uh, I'm curious what what extra you had in there, because it's pretty short. It says, near this spot, I saw a star come unfastened from the great curtain of night and fall into the sand. It glowed red when I approached, but by morning was cool. Blessed sword flesh, furnace food, a gift of iron from the gods. So you must, even even reading that, I could still, I can almost read into it like, yeah, if I stand there. <laughs> but you've maybe had something a little extra there that made me think I should stay there and wait. It was. I can't remember what it was. It was something. Did I say something that near this spot, they, that something that they regularly fell or something like that? I have a feeling I first 
phrased it like that oh. to give the impression that oh you know if you wait around here they'll 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 definitely be falling from the sky <laughs> i can't remember what i said now <laughs> but uh, because it's still i think you as you say you could still interpret it that way so uh i can't remember what it was before but it was even it was worse than that it was uh <laughs> well I, I do know one one sort of um mythology in the player base um that goes around people think that if you stand next to the a boar runestone that boars will continue to respawn there. And uh, I was told, I think by Smithy, that that's not actually true, that there may be boars there initially, but that they don't continue to respawn. But yeah, I guess people reading it's a runestone, it's about boars, and there's boars around. So boars must continue to spawn here. So people have told me, oh, yeah, build your base right next to that one because then you'll have lots of boars because they keep respawning there. And of course, um, they don't. <laughs> they don't. No, no, that's right. And I think I, 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 I'm pretty. I think I'm right in saying you'll pr- probably know that they they are usually around that runestone to start with when you yeah find those runestones. But um, but yeah, I don't think they re- respawn as far as I know. <laughs> no. Yeah, as players, we we definitely you know read into things uh, without like reading super carefully, like because maybe the I don't think the runestones. R- alludes to the fact that they respawn but you know it talks about boars there's boars already there so well as a player it's, we just assume yeah. that boars are, more boars are going to be there <laughs> it's, it's a fair assumption i think yeah yeah well thorin you have a another runestone question don't you yeah uh i was hoping you could validate or or confirm uh what this one is trying to uh, trying to explain. So this runestone is found in the plains and it reads beneath the ground are the halls of men and women long since gone ancient tribes who lived in Valheim, even before the all father turned his eye upon this place, delve deep to find their treasure, but beware some amongst them do not yet know they are dead. So I was thinking this is referring to the Draugr, uh based on their longer runestone, or maybe it's talking about the treasure ships that you can dig up in the meadows, but it seemed odd to find this in the plains where there isn't really any undead or any, um, you know, halls of men and women beneath the ground. So I'm curious if you could elaborate on that one a little bit. Can I make a guess before you answer the question? Yeah, of course. Uh, I believe it's a, I would say it's like a reference to Yagluf. That's the only undead buried in the ground I can think of in the plains. I'll go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, 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 uh, the, 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 the backstory, if you like, the, the law, um, <clears throat> that I have in mind for that, I don't mind sharing, which is, uh, that, yeah, in, in, but in, in centuries past, because obviously, uh, Valheim has been, you know, it was eons ago that uh, Odin had exiled the uh, the Forsaken to Valheim. So, in the intervening centuries, there were there were kingdoms which whole kingdoms which rose and fell in Valheim. Um, so, more on this will be re- revealed later. But uh, so there were kingdoms of men, and the the Draugr are now the the the, the remnants of those whole whole. Um, civilizations if you like have, r- have risen and fallen on valheim mm-hmm. and uh Yagluth as well in particular the area where the plains is now because uh the, the tribes that were ruled over by uh Yagluth would have existed there and i think there's a there's a um i think there's a runestone with some backstory on the foolings as well which talks about how they once had built um cities to rival the cities of men so uh yes as talker said it's kind of also re- referring to um, 
well, to all, all of the races that used to, uh, that, that had, that once had cities and kingdoms uh, on Valheim. Okay, very cool. Thank you. But there will be, but there will be more uh, being revealed about that uh, very soon, I think, actually. Or quite soon. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> soon, GM. To put a time scale on it. <laughs> Very soon. You've heard it here first. <laughs> um, well, so you mentioned, you know, uh, we, uh, some of the characters that are re- recurring on the runestones, uh, Ulf being yourself. I noticed that Harold, well, well, where Ulf is sort of the the one who, you know, is maybe a, uh, uh, what's the way to say? It? He, he's a little more tentative about you know, going out and adventuring and, 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 you know, like you said, he's, he's finding, you know, he's inconvenienced by, by the swamp and, and, and other things, but it seems like the char- character of Harold who, uh, appears uh, multiple times, uh, especially in the plains runestone where he talks about having f- fought all of the, uh, the forsaken, he, he seems to be very much of like a, a, like a valiant hero in in this storyline of Valheim, uh, is is his story over? Um, is, is he based on somebody? Um, are we going to see more of him? Yeah, I think. Well, I think um, if um, if Ulf was uh, is me, then I think Harold is 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 what I would like to be <laughs> <laughs> because uh, he's he's got it together. I think he's uh, yeah. There there will be there will be more reference to him, um, and uh, yeah, he's 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 uh he's got a better handle i think on on surviving in valheim and fighting the uh the the, the various monsters uh, as opposed opposed to wolf i think who mostly would prefer not to be there and would <laughs> like a quiet life if he has to be there <laughs> so uh but yeah harold is i think closer to kind of you know some of the great heroes uh of the sagas you know what you would normally think of as a as a viking hero um, yeah, so he's he's much more of a heroic figure, and I do have, as I said, I, uh, I've got sort of story arcs in mind for. Um, I mean, this this is it purely in my head, so this would be a surprise to Richard as well. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't guarantee that any of this will make it in, but I have in my head got uh, sort of story arcs for what I would like to do um, with some with some of those characters, uh, you know, and, and the recurring runestones. Yeah, that's that's fun, especially seeing the recurring ones because it feels like you're you're following a trail of breadcrumbs, right? When you get to the next one and it's talking about a a character or a situation that you you've seen previously, and and seeing how it develops, same as we're developing as we go from each biome to each biome and getting more sophisticated with our our knowledge of the world and our our equipment, our armor, our weapons, and even even the houses that we can build. So. It's fun to see the little little teasers of the story also going along that route. Oh, thank you. That's that's, that's really nice to hear that because uh, yeah, I think that's what for some of those runestones. That's uh, that, that's sort of what I intended that, that that you would feel that there were these characters that were kind of sharing your journey a little bit. Um, particularly if you know for people who are um, you know like might be solo playing, that it just it, it gives you a little bit of. A little bit of company, a very small amount of company, you know, a little bit of a, it doesn't make the world feel completely uninhabited, uh, perhaps. Well, yeah, I think. 
I was just going to say, it, it, it's like you're following in the footsteps of, of, of great warriors who've come before you, and perhaps you get to experience some of the greatness that they did as well. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's, yeah. That's what I would hope for from them, really, to give you that, that feel, yes. Yeah, and I was going to say for any listeners as well, if you haven't been super persistent about reading the runestones or if it's just been kind of a here and there thing, um, I would suggest you go have a read through all of them on the wiki because it actually really like pulls together the whole story. You know, I've just kind of randomly read them here and there throughout my playthrough experience and actually reading them one after another, kind of going from biome to biome has really uh, brought the story together for me. So, yeah, highly recommended. Thank you. Go on. There was, there was a lot, I don't know if you noticed, there was a lot introduced in um, Hearth and Home. There was probably, I think, more or less as many again as there was um, at the beginning of the game. Oh, wow. Yeah, I remember seeing more of those stones. And whenever I do my live streams where, where I'm just running around playing, uh, I actually make an effort to go over to every rune stone and stop and read it to my audience because I don't know if they've, if they've read them all. And so I'm giving them a little, you know, uh, piece of, or the lore if they, if they haven't seen that runestone yet. And, and plus I just, I just love, um, rereading them again as I come, because as I come across it, I, I'm so much about like the immersion. Like I love to run around and I don't, I don't like go fast in the game and try to make you know, like kill all the bosses and, and do everything quickly. I just kind of like, I almost enjoy just running around and taking my time. And when I see a runestone, it's like this little, it's like this little Easter egg. Ooh, look what I found. And I'm going to go read it. I don't care if I've read it a hundred times. I'm going to go read it again. Uh, because it's just fun and part of the immersion. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and no, I think I play like that as well. I think I'm quite, <clears throat> I don't tend to rush through it. I tend to spend a lot of time just sort of, uh, just sort of tinkering around in the same area. I mean, it's it's just, it is a lovely game, to, you know, for, uh, for that style of play. Well, it suits lots of, lots of styles, I think, but I'm probably quite similar to you. At the moment, I've been playing it, I'm playing it with my son, uh, and he hates the runestones because I always make us stop. And but I said, "Look, come quick, come." <laughs> what the dad wrote. He's like, oh, I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't want to read another runestone. <laughs> I just want to go just, kill stuff, Dad. <laughs> he just wants, he just wants to kill things and yeah. build mazes. He builds crazy mazes, and every time I return to it, I'm like, "What's ha- What's happened to our house? Why is it? You know, why can't I get in the door I used to get in?" I'm seeing a bit of a controversy there. You said uh, a couple of minutes ago something about not forcing players to read the roadstones. <laughs> at the same time, you force your son and uh, look look up if people are reacting to your runestones. <laughs> yeah, it's a different rule for family. I, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I do force him to read them, <laughs> but no, we 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 yeah, we have. Um, I might even I might even uh, shamelessly include his uh, his viking as a character in one of the future runestones because we've been having a lot of fun playing it together uh just recently fun. Hey, you gotta make it. him listen Ooh. to this podcast too yes yes i will i will <laughs> yeah. yeah we make have a fight sometimes i don't if you've ever, you've ever had a lumberjack fight where you, you have to try and like one of you stands still and the other one tries to get trees to fall on them <laughs> <laughs> Take it in turns. <laughs> to, I have not, but it sounds fun. Yeah, we've been having a lot of lumberjack fights uh, just recently. That's our, that's our favorite thing at the moment. <laughs> sounds like an event we could do on the server. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, competitive lumberjack fights. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would happily come 
and uh, uh, participate in that. I think I'm quite good at it now. So <laughs> You need to get uh, Richard to add a red plaid shirt to the game. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making a note of that. He'll just he'll ignore me, I know, but I'm making a note of it anyway. <laughs> so, Lee, bef- before we close out here, I would love to hear if you have um, a couple of favorite uh, lore pieces because we have a couple that we've we've jotted down, um, and maybe starting with the uh, the dreams. What, what is there one of the dreams that, or you know, m- maybe more than one that? You just really enjoyed writing or you enjoyed the message of, if you can remember them all, there's quite a few. <laughs> yeah, there are. I think um, I, I quite like with the dreams, I, I quite like the ones, there's a couple of dreams where I, I tried to get in like a little bit of, um, a little bit of emotion, I guess, into them. Just, I know they're very brief, but there's one, uh, there's one where it says that in your dream, you're laughing and when you wake up you find your face is wet with tears uh and think it, it just i don't know it, it's something about the idea that you're uh you know you've been you don't remember your life you know you had a life you've got like vague recollections of it and the only time you ever really remember it is when you dream that's what a lot of the dreams are that's your only link to your past life and sometimes you'll know you know you'll know that you had people you loved and people you left behind, but you can't quite remember them, you know, in your waking hours. But sometimes they come in the dreams a little bit. And I thought there's quite, you know, that's something quite sort of tender and emotional about that. So I think I, I, I like there's a couple of dreams where, um, uh, yeah, I tried to bring in a little bit of that sort of melancholy, I guess. So I, I quite like those ones. Uh, Is that the fun? I was just going I was going to ask is that the one where it, at the end it says you awake slowly with the laughter still ringing in your ears? Uh yes there's that there's that one and there's I think there's another one where it says you 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 were lying on your back in a field and you you can feel somebody's hand in yours and in the dream you're laughing and then when you oh. wake up you've you've got yeah. your faces wet with tears mm. and I can't I can't remember myself now exactly what I wrote but I know there were there were a few ones where I I like that idea of just um, as I say, the, the player having some, you know, slight connection to their previous life. I think I remember we talked about it a lot when we first started writing the, the lore and the backstory. And I think it was important to, to Richard and, and to me as well. We agreed that it would um, we didn't want the character, the player character. We wanted them to feel like a, you know, that, that as a player, you could inhabit this character. So we didn't want to give them a really detailed backstory, you know, and say, oh, you were, you know, you were the son of or daughter of blah, blah, blah. And uh, you came from this place and you were good. We didn't want to, to, to force them into a, um, you know, a story like that. So it, it seemed to work best if, if the player could project themselves into the character. Uh, but at the same time, it's nice, I think, for them to have, um, just little generalized memories of that, just hints at the, to, to remind the player that your character is somebody who had a life previously and now has been kind of whisked away to Valheim. Um, I'm, I'm curious, uh, did you work at all or maybe even closely with Patrick Yarlistam, the composer? We, we had him on, uh, I don't know, maybe a month, month and a half ago, and he described the emotion of the music that he was writing in a very similar way, and he even used the exact same word, melancholy. Uh, just curious if that was maybe a theme between the the content writing and the musical writing, or if that's just uh, 
happy accident. That's that's really interesting to hear because I I guess it's mostly a happy accident, but um, it it comes from the same place I, I suppose because uh, we would both have been playing the same early build, and I think I mean you know it looks it looks gorgeous Valheim, and when you're first there in the meadows and so on, and it has that it has that feel something like quite romantic, adventurous. Uh, but also a little bit sort of, I don't know, a little, a little tinge of melancholy and nostalgia to it as well, uh, and really sparse and open. So we, we probably got the same sort of thing from the visuals. And then I have to say Patrick's music was then later really instrumental in some of the things I wrote because uh, I would, when I wrote a lot, a lot of it, I would write it um, sitting in the game, so to speak. I would, write, I would have Alf sitting uh, on a hill somewhere, and I would often you know, have a document open while I, while I was playing the game and be writing things in that. So Patrick's music then was also quite inspirational uh, for me. So I think that helped match the, the, the mood, really, that um, the music was in place before uh, before the written law, mostly, I think, because I, re- I remember, as I say, listening to a lot of Patrick's music, sort of sitting in the game and thinking about what it would be like living there and what the, what sort of mood we wanted. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's super interesting that that's that the story took that shape. That we are all warriors from another world, Midgard, and um, whatever adventures we had had there or life we had there. It's sort of it's 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 a muddy dream, right? Like we're only reminded like in hints in our dreams, and that 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 is that's the melancholy. Like we feel like a sense of loss of something and you know maybe if if players really get into it they could like write up their own backstory of who they dreamt that they were but even if they didn't there's that hint that you did have a life before this um but now you're here and you're 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 having new adventures but probably the little bit of melancholy is the people that you've left behind and the things you've left behind um but of course you're here and you're doing this for Odin so you know, it's all for the greater good and for, you know, yeah. and ending up in Valhalla in the end anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I think, and that's the other, that's the other angle to it. I think the, the other side of that is, and, and I wrote some of the runestones with this specifically in mind, is that the, the other thing about Valheim is just that, it's just the sense of adventure. You know, you're out in the open, you're on a boat, so you've got the waves splashing, you've got, you know, um, you, you you can't die completely. You just keep being reborn. So it's you know you you can you can take risks and and you. The other night, the other the other side of the coin to the melancholy is that the melancholy is really only a minor note. The, the the main thing is the sense of adventure and freedom. I think in Valheim. So I tried to kind of write some of the runestones um, to capture a little bit of that as well. That that just that idea of, sort of being being free you know like with a whole horizon in front of you of uh you know adventures to have yeah i think yeah, it definitely uh plays out that way i feel like i'm here in this world and there's there's so much exciting there's so many exciting things to be had and like i mentioned earlier following in the footsteps of some of the other brave adventurers hinted at in the yes. ru- rune stones yeah and also it's a i think <clears throat> if you would have just wrote about yeah adventure let's let's go explore and maybe kill something in the way that's not like really fun to read but then when they have the the bit melancholic side to this whole story i think it's this adds, this adds a lot of depth to the game and 
and, and I remember when when I read when I first uh, when I started to play the game and I had my first dream and then I actually I remember the the dream you were talking about because I had to cry a little when I was uh, reading that the first time. So it just oh, uh, something. That's, yeah, that's, just yeah, yeah, that's great job there. Oh, thanks. That's really that's really nice to hear that it kind of does people connect with it like that. So we talked about the uh, dreams, uh, the lore that we see when we're dreaming, and maybe anybody who's listening to this might take a moment to uh, stop when their character goes to sleep and read the dreams. Of course, on a multiplayer server, nobody ever gets to sleep, so they don't get to see the dreams, unfortunately, regularly. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, but... um, I was wondering if you had a, a favorite or a couple of favorite uh, rune stones for whatever reason, for you know the lore that it brought, the the funny humor, or just the you know something about you know coming up with the idea. Any lore stones stand out in your mind as favorites? Um, um, let me think. Um, there's I I I liked. Uh, I like the law for the Grey Dwarves. That was, as I said, that was one, of, along with the Certlings, one of the first ones I wrote. Um, <clears throat> I remember I enjoyed, I enjoyed writing that and thinking about kind of what creatures they would be. Uh, and <clears throat> there's some, some of the later runestones as well. There's one, there's one with the, the, the beard fight. I can't remember how I phrase it now. Two of, two of, two of the Vikings who come before you who have a fight uh, to see, to determine whose beard is best. I remember, um, I remember enjoying writing that one. Um, Let's see what other, what other. It's very hard for me now to re- to remember offhand. <laughs> there are quite a few, yeah. Somewhere, but uh... I'm actually trying to find the one about the beard, and I'm not. The word, the search term "beard" is not popping up. The the uh, only one that's coming up that has the word "beard" in it says, "This place was too hot for Ulf, a man used to brushing snow from his beard. He carved this stone and moved on." Ah, yes, that's that's not the one I'm thinking of. That I'll be yeah. the one I'm thinking of. Um, uh, if I can find it, I'll there be, must have been I'll another be. word used for beard then for the other one. <laughs> Unless it's, is that in the wiki? Uh, it is in the wiki, so it might might not be completely accurate. There, I know it's in the game, but oh, there's one that says it says uh, upon this spot. Otho and Bjorn fought a mighty duel to decide who has the finest beard. Now I, Bjorn, must carve this stone to say that the beard of Otho is as bright and beautiful as a cornfield in summer. May almighty Thor tear my own beard from my face if I lie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you've seen that. That one's not that one. on the wiki. Right, that's not, no, so there's, there's, and there's a couple, I think, from Otho and Bjorn in there. There are another couple of recurring uh, characters. Interesting. Yeah, Bjorn uh, isn't anywhere in the in the wiki. And I'm sure I've read one with Bjorn on it. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, there's there, there now are, I'm going to have to go searching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of omissions from the wiki. I think uh, oh, that yeah. are definitely game. Um, but uh, yes, I, I I like that one. I like writing the ones with Ulf as well. As I say, that was the, that was kind of my own yeah journey, muddling muddling through the game. Uh, we, we did think at one point, and it, it's possible it might still happen in the future, that um, because for me, when I wrote them, I, there was there were almost two types of runestone. I don't know if 
you sort of noticed this, but some of the runestones obviously were written uh, are quite personal little messages, things written by warriors who'd been there before you. And some of the runestones are, the, the idea is that they're kind of, they're a little bit older, they're written in a more elaborate style, and they're more to do with um, explaining some of the lore. To, to, they're, they're more like, um, more sort of formal runestones, if you like. Uh, and we talked at one point about having a, having them, you know, having a different look for each of the two types of runestones. Um, I mean, I don't know if you, have you noticed that? Would you think that would, would that? Have I noticed if they, if they look different in the game now, the runestones? They don't, they, don't, they don't look different now. No, they all look the same, but, um, but we, that's something I know we've talked about previously is, is whether it might. I think that'd be really interesting because yeah, it would, it, you know, it would draw you to it and, and you kind of knowing uh, at least what to expect from it, that you're going to get more of a personal message from this one versus the, you know, uh, more formal uh, message that you might get from the others. That, that would, that would obviously be fun. Um, yeah. It might, it might and, and, you know, make things a little bit clearer. Although as, as you say, it's not, um, I want to leave a lot. We, we want to leave a lot of sort of, a lot of room for players to exercise their imaginations as well. I think in the, you know, when it comes to the law. Yeah. I th- I think yeah, the whole game is just really centered around, around, yeah, let this, the survival game experience is centered around letting the characters uh, create their own adventure. You know, it doesn't have to be uh, like a lot of these uh, games where they, you, you go through the storyline, you just go from quest to quest to quest in Valheim, there are no quests. You just go and do whatever you want and create your own storyline. And yeah, just having little hints and pieces of uh, other people's stories are really great. I, I wanted to point out uh, one of my favorites. And so I have, I, I really like a lot of these, especially the longer ones. Any of the ones that are longer, just because they give so much fun lore, are, are really fun. And Early on in my, I just started my YouTube channel on Valheim because I saw this amazing game. And so I said, as a filmmaker for 25 years, I've always wanted to do something with YouTube. Uh, So when Valheim came out, I thought, oh, this is the game. I should do it. I love the game. It's doing well. This should be the one. And one of the early videos I did was a whole thing about the swamps. And I actually narrated the the, uh, lore Long ages ago, the world of Valheim was a home to a race of proud and noble people and went into that about the Draugr uh, because it fit that video. So, so that like was my first like really falling in love with, with the lore in the game and especially with the backstory of the Draugr. But some of the runestones are nice and short and the wording in them is so like creative that it, it just speaks volumes. And so I picked out a, a, a short one that I loved the way it was worded. And it go, and it's this one. It says, in this gloomy region, you may yet find something which shines. War flesh, warrior's gold, bread of the forge. Bright iron is here for those who will take it. And I just loved those three descriptions of iron, war flesh, Warrior's Gold and Bread of the Forge. That was just like such a clever, creative, like immersive way to describe what was there 
you know, bright iron for those who are willing to take it. So that w- that's one of my favorite short ones, in addition to all the much longer ones that I really enjoy. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's, that's, that's nice to hear. And those, um, <clears throat> those, those little, uh, those little kind of poetic touches I, I borrowed really from that were well, not the actual phrasing, but, um, uh, when you read the, 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 uh, the Norse sagas, uh, and the editor, they use a lot of those, um, kennings, which are like the little comparisons like that. So for example, they'll call the sea, uh, the whale road, um, <clears throat> yeah. or, um, you know, to think of some other examples now, but they 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 use those very nice little poetic uh, descriptions for things. So uh, I tried to I didn't want to overdo them, but I tried to throw a few of those in where I could just to give it a little bit of that Norse flavor. Yeah, yeah, definitely. the The, the metaphor is totally there, and it and it's so fitting of the Viking. Uh, when I read War Flesh, I instantly, well, in my interpretation, if I'm even right, was that that would be your armor, right? It's the iron covering yeah. your 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 body, um, and then you know the warrior's gold and the bread bread of the forge. You know, it's where it comes from, and yeah, I I just love those little meta- metaphorical touches that because um, you could just say it plainly. But instead of plainly, you let my imagination soar with uh, those those fun little touches. So, oh, thank you. Yeah, my, my my wife would tell you I never say anything plainly if I can avoid. <laughs> so she's like, just get to the point. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, I know. I've yeah. been married for twenty seven years, so I've been told that a few times too. <laughs> yeah, I'm being I'm being encouraged to do it, so I take I take advantage of it when I when I can. Um, yeah, Thorin, you had a, f- a favorite one too, didn't you? Uh, yeah, mine is maybe a little bit less poetic and more on the comedic side. Uh, my favorite is where it reads on this spot, a tree fell on my head and I cursed the gods. So I leave this stone in praise of them that they might forgive my reckless words. Uh, <laughs> I just like the the comedy in this one. And I think everyone who's ever played Valheim has had that kind of face palm moment. Uh, and it's usually one of the the early times where you kind of fall off your chair laughing at uh, the stupid thing that you've done in the game where you chop a tree and it falls right on your head or you're playing uh, lumberjack battles. Uh, but yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's a, a good yeah. one. I mean, that's, that's again, that's great to hear because that's kind of, that was, that's the reaction I was hoping for because I, you know, I realized that was obviously one of the first things that happened to me as well, uh, playing the game. So I thought, yeah, that's, this is going to be a common experience that anybody in Valheim is probably going to have at some point or another. So it makes sense that the Vikings before you will have had a few trees drop on their heads as well. So, uh, yeah. And Tolka, so it sounds like one of your favorites might've been the, uh, Draugr, uh, runestone as well. Did, did you have any others that, uh, you, you might enjoy that you wanted to point out here? Uh, yes, I enjoy, well, I enjoy the, the stones that rhyme, like the little, little pieces of poetry just, uh, uh, over in, in the world, like, well, we talked about the swamp, like the one, <clears throat> um, below the mist and murk, bone speaks to bone, remembering the flesh. Like these, these little, uh, sentences give me a little chills there. It's just, if you, I feel really immersed in the game with, with just reading those stones or, for example, in the, in the mountain biome, <clears throat> Watch for him in the moonlight, haunt of the night, soft of foot, sharp of tooth, slow to stalk, quick to bite. 
<laughs> I just I'm get I'm getting excited just by reading that. <laughs> thank, thank you. That's 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 great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's yeah. It, they they were really enjoyable to write as well. I have to say. Yeah. Well, uh, so I'm assuming that uh, you are continuing to uh, work with um, Iron Gate and in, in future um, biomes and and areas that are coming out. Obviously, you yeah. can't t- you, you can't yeah. tell us because I, I don't like spoilers anyway, so I don't ask for them. But uh, I've, uh, but I am yes, and uh, and there's yeah, there's a lot of exciting things to come. Still, I'm you know um, really excited actually about some of the some of the things that are uh, that we want to do with the story. As I say, we've kind of had we've we've kind of had a, a, a an overall view of what we want the story to be and what Richard had in mind for the story for you know from the start of the game really um but um actually sort of getting on to doing some of the later stages now is really is really exciting can i ask you a question as well actually well, sure uh, what what in terms of the of of, of the, the law in the game uh what 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 would you as players what would you what would you feel most interested in seeing sort of fleshed out is there anything you particularly think i, I you know i, I hope I hope more comes of that, or I hope you know there's a um, there's some more information about something, or, or or some more involvement from a particular particular part of the law. Tolkis, why don't why don't you start? I know you have a whole bunch of things. That's the issue I'm having here right now. <laughs> it's like everything, right? <laughs> Uh, I feel like a like a kid in front of the place. So, like, what should I get here? <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> uh, I would guess um, since I I hope yeah, there's some more lore coming for the the Ashlands and the the Sirtlings. Just one thing I hope they, since you refer to the first man as a giant or. And I, I have a little hope that there might be some more, some more things uh, coming for for the Ashlands. For example, like actual giants in the game, fire giants, reincarnations of Surt, maybe. And I hope we get to more into that direction. Okay. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I obviously, <clears throat> I can't. I, I don't want to say too much, and especially <laughs> when it's not my my decision. But that's really, uh, that's really useful to know for me and hopefully you won't you won't be disappointed so thank you thorin what about you anything you're looking forward to seeing fleshed out more yeah um i i mentioned that one runestone that i was a little bit unsure about uh which you clarified and talking about the past civilizations that kind of built up uh cities across valheim which were then kind of reduced to rubble i would love to learn more about those, but I would also love if that were represented in some way in the game. Um, it sounds like from what you're saying, we may get a bit of that with the Mistlands update, which I think would be really neat. Um, whether it's, you know, some new ruins with rune stones to go along with them or something like that. Um, I guess we, we will see, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to learn more about those past civilizations. I think you Well, I, I, I can, I can say definitely really that certainly that in the in terms of the lore on the rune stones there's 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 more information to come uh about that as to as to how much is I can't really say personally as to how much it will uh you know you you'll you'll get to see that in the 
in the game itself, you know, within the within the world itself. Um, but certainly, there's the, the there's there's more to say in terms of the law, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's Mistlands is an interesting one for me, and I think a lot of people. Um, it seems like a bit more of a question mark in like how it fits into things, and with some of the uh, the leaks that they've shared with like the moth enemy or creature and the the rabbits and that kind of thing, it feels less uh cohesive with some of the other like viking influences or norse influences so yeah i'm really interested to see how all of that ends up fitting in both from a uh you know content they've added to the game but also on the lore side as well yeah i think that's a that's a that's a fair comment and i think uh there is a again without wanting to say too much there's a kind of reason uh why it maybe feels like that a little bit but i think you know i hope everybody's going to really like it i i feel confident they will because uh, and i can say that without boasting for myself because i've had nothing to do with that side of it but what i know of the the, the mistlands is you know i'm really I'm really really excited uh um for that update it's going to be that's going to be a really good one yeah for myself uh you know being a filmmaker uh mostly a writer director in my 25 years uh first off as a as a screenwriter i've written hundreds of screenplays and so I really appreciate how pithy you've been with the runestones, but st- still able to um, relay so much information. Because as a screenwriter, I feel like a novelist who doesn't have the luxury of you know five hundred pages to explain what the characters are thinking. I have to really you know fine tune the words to relay on a you know the message and what's going on in the story in a screenplay. But saying that, I also am most interested in the hero's journey, right? Like that's that for storytelling. For me, in screenplays, it's always about the hero's journey. So, uh, not only you know in game, it's our own hero's journey that we're we're going through. But uh, since you've already hinted at a little bit of heroes uh, in this in the story and their journeys, I would love to see how those play out. You know, by the time that the game is fully released in its 1.0 version. And if, if those stories are, are fleshed out a little bit more to where they ended up or, you know, what, what they encountered or, or maybe even if they just ended up disappearing and we wonder whatever became of them. I love following those stories is it's a, it's a lot of fun. And then the other thing uh, is just uh, any, any lore that kind of relates to the world of Valheim, um, and and how the the each of the biomes like they're they they each have their own creatures. Um, I I any way that those connect to each other, how they've existed in this world as it's evolved over time together, is kind of interesting to see. Because um, the tenth world does seem to be this place where um, a a lot of things have been banished to or. You know the demon Surtur, you know, destroyed and broken into a bunch of pieces. The Forsaken are he, are are banished to this world. Uh, the the Draugr are condemned to this world forever, not going on to an afterlife. So it's just interesting to see that it the world of Valheim sort of seems to be a bit of a prison for the creatures here. Um, maybe not all of them, but a good a majority of them. So it's just kind of interesting to follow. That story, and of course, the new biomes. There's going to be new creatures introduced. So, seeing their lore is 
is super exciting and any continuing stories that 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 go into there oh, that's great I, well, I think there's yeah for for more or less all of those things uh yeah there's going to be well, that's going to be fleshed out in the future particularly the journeys of the different characters and uh, and the player's journey as well even though um you know as we said earlier it's um your, your player is not very tightly defined. Your player character is not very tightly defined, you know, so you can, you can put yourself into the role, but there's still going to be, hopefully what's going to be a very satisfying kind of story arc for the player as well. Um, once you get to the, you know, to the, to the final sort of stages um, of the, of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still a long ways out, but it, it, it and it's fun to, uh, to go along in the journey. Um, and, and be- sorry, sorry, but so no, it's just because, and it's, it was interesting to hear you say about Valheimer's, uh, you know, what you said about it, it feeling a bit like a prison for many of those creatures and so on, because I think one thing I've been very interested in, in doing is uh, with, with a lot of the creatures with the bosses, particularly, but with all of the creatures, I wanted to have a little bit of kind of, I don't know if it, it'd be interesting to hear, actually, if you picked up on this at all, a little bit of kind of moral ambivalence there that you're never quite sure if they're really evil or if they're, you know, um, or if you're meant to feel perhaps a little bit of sympathy for them sometimes. Um, you know, I, I wanted to give it a little bit of a grey area there. But, uh, you know, obviously you've been tasked by Odin in just destroying these terrible creatures and they are awful destructive forces but at the same time i wanted to you know just have a little bit of kind of uncertainty there as to you know how dreadful they are and should you perhaps feel a little bit of sympathy for some of them i don't know if you it'd be interesting if you picked up on that at all um i mean i i am a big fan of norse mythology and the the norse gods have a bit of a habit of being unjust and just uh well i don't i'm not sure if i you have to say I can say bad words here, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. some so they they can be douchebags sometimes. Let's they, leave they it at can that. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they and can. I, and I had this actually with the with the Draugr. Like we get the the runestone. The they had a thriving civilization, and then the gods came over and destroyed everything. Like, yes. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what, what what to do? What to do? Come on, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of glad that that, that it provokes some of those thoughts uh, as well, because I think uh, that was um, that was intentional to respect. I mean, I, I don't want to. Obviously, the game is still, you know, it's still, uh, you know, it's it's an adventure game with a clear goal, and you're kind of, as I say, you're, you know, you're tasked with defeating these destructive forces. But I did, I did want there to be that kind of, yeah, <laughs> for you to have some of those sort of thoughts, like, uh, you know. Feel a bit sorry for the Draugr because, um, yeah, the the gods can be, yeah. I in, insert insert a rude word here. <laughs> yeah, I agree with uh, with what Tolkien said when you when you read the sagas. Yeah, or I mean most most ancient mythology, um, the gods were never necessarily meant to be sympathetic uh, or you know particularly caring uh, forces. Well, I think yeah, it depends on the enemy type as well like for the most part yes maybe not so much for the forsaken and i will always and forever hate fuelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
feelings can can just go and jump they're, they're there i've got no sympathy for them yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and death skeetos definitely i yes. know stamp on them <laughs> yeah well lee thank you so much for you know sitting with us today and and talking with us about all this wonderful lore and it's with so much more content to come in valheim before its official you know final release of 1.0 in a couple of years uh, I, I, there must be so much more coming and it seems like, uh, I would have to, uh, get in contact with you again, if you're available and interested, because it sounds like there'll be so much more lore to talk about and the continuing, you know, stories and, and pieces that connect to each other. So if that's uh, something you'd be interested in the future, I, I know I'm definitely interested in talking about, you know, the lore and, and uh, especially if, with all the new lore that's yet to come. Oh, yes, definitely. It's, it's been a real pleasure chatting with you. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be very happy to, uh, uh, to do that. It's really useful for me as well to just, you know, get some, as I said, you know, I don't get the chance to get an awful lot of <clears throat> feedback on what people think about the lore or how it's, you know, how they're understanding it. So it's, it's, uh, it's great to be able to do that. Well, great. Did, did uh, Tokus or Thorne, did you have any more questions for Lee before we uh, let him go? No, I think we've covered everything. I'm sure we'll have a whole lot more when the when the Mistlands comes out, but uh, we can leave that for, for a future date. But it was great to meet you. That's great to meet you. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lee. Oh, you're very, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And I just say as well that uh, I'm, I'm in awe of what you've been doing with your service as well. I've watched a few of your, uh, videos and it's uh it's it's amazing you know what you've got set up and what you've you know the the, the things that you've done that nobody really considered <laughs> you know, when the game was first made so it's uh it's it's brilliant oh thanks yeah it's with the help of my admins here we uh you know we're, we're just in the a game of trying to you know create content and valheim is it's so rich with that with the lore that's that's in the game so we can add to it you know or add our own lore to it um and uh the i kind of consider the game uh sort of more of a template for like like a dungeon master of like dungeons and dragons or something it's it's got all the pieces that we need and with just a little imagination and creativity we go in and try to create fun experiences for the players because you know there's only so much content in the game right now and they keep they want to keep playing it so we 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 try to keep coming up with with new things for them to do yeah and it's it's very satisfying to see that and and to realize as well just you know how much the game systems you know support that kind of freedom of play which i don't think um well i probably richard i certainly hadn't sort of realized that before the game was released you know um yeah how 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 great it was going to be at just enabling people to do their own thing and create their own content within it. And it's just, it's always amazing to see that. Yeah. I consider myself very lucky that, um, to have found Valheim and, and to get to be a part of it, uh, as it's, as it's growing in its early stages. Cause I've not, I've, I've, uh, you know, I'm 49 and I've played a lot of games and I have not quite played a game that felt like this, both from the player side and with the, the possibilities from the administrative side, um, for a server. So it's, it's, it's fun. And, you know, this is just the beginning. I can't wait to see how, how it evolves um, uh, over, over the next couple of years. 
Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> me too. <laughs> to be honest, it's, it's uh, you know, it's really, it is really exciting. And uh, every time I get, I get made privy to some, you know, bit of new content or something. It's, it's, it's really exciting for me as well because, uh, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the game too. You know, it's, it's, uh, I love playing it, and so it's just, uh, it's a thrill for me to be involved in, in, in writing some, some of the lore for it. Well, that that sounds pretty awesome. Um... Well, uh, we do have a few things to uh, go over um, here at the end of the podcast on our own. So uh, I guess we'll end your uh, segment here and say thank you. And uh, we'll be in touch in the future, hopefully, uh, as more of that cool lore comes out. Yeah, I hope to be to be back again then. And, uh, and I hope uh, not to disappoint anybody with what's coming. Um, but I think it's going to, I think, you know, if you've liked what there is so far, I think you'll like You'll, you'll like the next bits as well. I'm, I'm really excited for the, the next steps. But thank you very much for having me. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. Pleasure was on our side. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Yeah, thank you so much, and, and enjoy the rest of your evening. You too. Thanks very much. Take care. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, so uh, we're al- we were almost done talking about what we were talking about. Let's see. Oh, we talked about the bone bow, and then I think he came on, right? Yeah. yeah, I I don't know if we want to add more to that or re, redo it or what. But. It's fine. It's but, fine. Yeah, there wasn't a we whole lot to talk about. about I, anyways, it's just a, yeah. a quick little video of, of the bow. Mm-hmm. At least it was more than just a picture of a crossbow. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I have a couple of announcements to make, and that is one. It was Tolkis' birthday yesterday. Happy belated birthday, Tolkis! Hey, thank happy you. Birthday. Thank you. Did, are you doing anything fun for your birthday uh, this coming weekend or that yesterday or the previous weekend? What's the plan? Uh, I went to the, to the cinema yesterday with my girlfriend to watch the, the Batman on the biggest uh, screen in the world. In, it's in Leoberg. Leonberg, it's the IMAX cinema. And the screen there is uh, 38 meters long and 22 meters high. Wow. And it's, oh. it, it's actually, it's, you can Google, it's the biggest cinema screen in the world. They actually, they said when, as we were there, that the, you could fill a blue whale on the, on that screen <laughs> easily. Cool. What do you think of the movie? Uh, better than expected. Mm-hmm. I read, read some uh, feedback on it and I can recommend it. It was one of the, they have, they have been a little bit uh, the, like all the, the last movies were a bit, you know, meh, not really eye-catching, except the Dune was the, la- the last that got really my attention. And this Batman is, uh, I recommend it. Try it. And you recommend all three hours or maybe just the first and last <laughs> hour? <laughs> Actually, we, 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 there was a break in the middle of the movie. like, uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, it's... Uh, this movie will it got me hooked through the through the whole uh movie so that's good yeah it's I, awesome. yeah i saw it last week i was so so on it but <laughs> there were parts i liked parts i definitely did not like but uh all batman movies are good mm-hmm. yeah i batman think it makes the actors great i think yes. <laughs> i think joker is my favorite batman movie <laughs> 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 that one was amazing I still love Heath Le- Heath Ledger's Joker more, but it was a good mm, movie. 
Yeah, this this dude was uh, legendary. And uh, so, Thorin, welcome back. You you were you went on vacation. You want to tell everybody uh, what what you were doing and why you couldn't uh, be with us uh, here on the podcast for the last week or so. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I missed you guys. I actually think I've missed the last three, which is unfortunate. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, missed you all, but glad to be back. Uh, yeah, I had a meeting on the first one, and then uh, I've been out of town for uh, a week and a half before this week. So, uh, yeah, we were out at a cabin on the ocean, uh, my wife and I, for a few days. That was really nice just to get away. And then we went uh, for a ski trip. So we were uh, up at a cabin in the mountains instead of the ocean uh, from one extreme to the next. And uh, yeah, we had some some good skiing last week, uh, some bluebird sunny days. So good to get out. But I'm back now for, for a while, at least. That's good. And it sounds like you didn't break anything. So successful ski anything. trip. It's <laughs> <laughs> all you can ask for. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and uh, let's see. St. Patrick's Day is coming up here, right? And uh, Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. So the podcast or will yesterday. Really, really <laughs> release on Friday. So for those of you listening on the day it comes out, it was... Thursday, the 17th of March, uh, and uh, Thorin actually put up a video on his channel, Metarune, about um, St. Patty's Day. You want to tell him what that video was about? Uh, sure, yeah. We So Gwen, Gluco, uh, and myself, I think that's that's all of us, uh, we won a little shop stall in our community marketplace on Jirox Viking Playground. Uh, and we had the idea to turn it into a holiday uh, shop, basically, that rotates out every month with the with the latest holiday. So Gwen did a little uh, Valentine shop last month that was really cute. Uh, I also made a video about that. If you're interested, she had lots of fun little Valentine's puns and little baubles and jewelry pieces that you could buy and give to, to other people on the server and that kind of thing. So uh, yeah, did a similar kind of thing. We've got a little mini mead hall inside the uh, the marketplace now uh, where you can buy different tankards and uh, mead delivery devices and that type of thing, um, along with a bunch of kind of green and gold decorations just for the for the event. Yeah, it's fun. I, I was really uh, I was wondering what you guys were going to do with that space uh, after you won it and turning it into a holiday shop where you get to change it up every you know, few weeks is, is, is really fun. So yeah, definitely check out the previous video too on the Valentine shop, but uh, seeing, look for more videos in the future as they continue to morph it into the next holiday. Yeah, definitely. I think the next one is Easter, but that's pretty quick. Uh, and I feel like there's not a lot in Valheim that you can really use to decorate like Easter. So we may wait for the next one. We'll see. Just a bunch of dragon eggs all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a wonderful interview that we had with Lee. I'm so glad that he was able to join us. And I think that's going to close it out for us for this week. So, Tolkis, Thorin, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Anytime. That's it for now. Have fun out there.
Thank you for listening to Podheim, Jirox Valheim podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Friday. And if you enjoyed listening, please support us by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a rating and a review to help more Vikings find us. We also have a Patreon with perks for supporters like behind the scenes discussions, exclusive content, and segments that are edited out of the main podcast. And if you'd like to join our friendly Discord community, We have more than a thousand people there. Just go to discord.gg slash Jirok the Viking. If you'd like to play on my Valheim servers, just go to my website at jirokthevikingcom and submit an application. I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters. Some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers, links can be found in the description below. Skull!